Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Second Course Podcast, a podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship. I'm Nathan, one of the pastors, and I'm sitting here at the round table with Bark Hef and Michael. How are you guys today? Uh, doing doing good after a wonderful Labor Day three-day weekend. Uh, what, what day is it again? Exactly. <laughs> Michael, like it, is, it is Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's why, we're, yeah, that's why we're about a day behind because we did have Labor Day. I hope you guys had a good restful one. I actually did nothing, which was pretty amazing. Just kind of hung out at the house, did all your work over the weekend, and then took the day off. So hopefully right. you guys had the rest too. Had a great life group last night, so that was awesome. Fun. Well, we're back in the saddle again here we go after a uh, week what was that week two of galatians michael i did week two last you did week, week two yep. last week so barkev you were up for chapter two this Absolutely. week yep. yep kicking that off setting me up for the rest of it in two weeks so uh let's take our normal tack and let's just uh let's get a recap and then we'll jump into it okay so sunday we covered chapter two verses one through ten and in the process, we talked about the fact that this is a biographical section that Paul shares, and there's just so much detail, and you're wondering to yourself as you read it, what's with all the details? <laughs> so I actually entitled the message, Why the Details? Paul talks about having gone to Jerusalem after 14 years of having not been in Jerusalem, and he also talks about having gone with Barnabas, his Jewish missionary brethren, and then also bringing Titus with him a Greek who is also a strong believer. Obviously, the book of Titus was written to Titus, and he just describes, he names uh, James, the half-brother of Jesus, Peter, and John. Cephas is what he calls him there, his, uh, Peter's uh, Hebrew name. And he just throws out all this detail, and, and as we went through it together, it's almost like it was a little seminary classroom for a little while there. Mm -hmm. and I was trying not to bore everybody to tears <laughs> in the process. But then we talked about the fact that what Paul is doing is kind of walking a tightrope, if you will, between trying to acknowledge the reality, let his readers understand that his gospel is exactly the same as James, mm -hmm. Peter, and John's, and at the same time recognizing that he didn't get the gospel from them. He got it as a direct revelation from the Lord Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, the risen Christ. Therefore, letting them know, hey, yes, don't worry, I'm in full accord with the Jerusalem apostles, and yet you need to understand that I myself am an apostle. And of course, the reason for this is because the Judaizers have come in and, and feigned that they are representing the Jerusalem apostles and that they're really trying to come and correct Paul's teaching as mm -hmm. he is taught through the Galatian region. And, and what they're really doing is teaching the fact that uh, or their belief that for a believer to actually be saved and or be in good stead with God, they must become a Jew, meaning they must be circumcised and they must practice all the dietary laws and they must also practice all the laws. As in Deuteronomy 16, 16, every good Jewish male was to go to Jerusalem three times a year for the festivals. Mm. That was a command. And so Paul lays out the fact that, listen, after I trusted Christ, after meeting the risen Christ and getting the grace message, I myself didn't feel compelled any longer, though I'm a Pharisee. Mm -hmm. 
uh, raised a Pharisee and uh, the strictest sect of the Jewish believers, uh, I no longer needed to go into Jerusalem every, you know, three year, three times every year. And so from the very beginning, he's laying out the idea that, listen, I understand the grace message because I received it directly from Christ mm -hmm. and I lived it out and I share with you what you needed to know. And oh, by the way, let me tell you about my experience 14 years after having stopped doing all that, going to Jerusalem with my brother and co-worker Titus, a Greek, and meeting with Peter, James, and John and explaining, hey, here's what's happening. Some false brethren are going in saying that they are representing you as they go to the Galatian region and they are confusing the believers there. Mm -hmm. And so I need you to step up to the plate and help them understand that, no, you and I are in perfect agreement, though I received the gospel message directly from Christ. And he highlights the fact that he brought Titus to demonstrate that Peter, James, and John did not require of Titus that he be circumcised. Mm -hmm. He said, I've got a living test case right here. Yeah. And so he lays that out for them and explains to them, hey, by the way, and he says, this in verses uh, 9 and 10, and recognizing the grace that had been given to me, James, Cephas, and John, who were reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship so that we might go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They only asked us to remember the poor of the very thing I was also eager to do. Now that gave me the right hand of fellowship as a Hebrewism, and the idea is we fully support what you're doing. We agree with the ministry that you are pulling off as you go on these missionary journeys. We're with you. So he has the endorsement, though he did not really need it. Yeah. He only wanted it for the sake of helping the confused believers understand that they've been lied to by the Judaizers. And we also talked about the fact, why is this important? Okay, now you've had your seminary lesson, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Class is over. And we discussed the fact that these are real issues contemporary to today. Mm -hmm. That and I gave a few true life stories of myself of running into those who've been burned by legalistic mm -hmm. churches and having an opportunity to share with them the grace message and see their heart lighten and they'll be so excited. And one gentleman, he actually ended our conversation with, I wish I'd have known this earlier. Mm. And so then we highlighted the fact that an apostle, which we've discussed before, a capital A apostle is one who has seen the risen Christ, who has been appointed by the risen Christ to be sent out to share that gospel message, and who demonstrates that reality with apostolic powers, the ability to do signs and wonders. And if someone were to say, hey, the risen Christ has appeared to me, we'd all look at him and say, really? <laughs> kind of cross-eyed, what does that look like? Uh, but in, in Paul's case, not only did he see the resurrected Christ, but Luke himself authenticates that. Uh, Ananias, uh, the disciple uh, in Damascus, authenticates that. Peter, James, and John, the half-brother of Jesus, James, that's the James we're talking about, all authenticate that he is an apostle. And why is that important? Well, because half of the New Testament are letters written by Paul. Mm-hmm. A uh, little more than half of the book of Acts is all about Paul. And that today we're dealing with issues that Paul addresses, God assigned to Paul specifically in his epistles yeah. to address contemporary issues we deal with today. Mm. 
leadership in the home, responsibility of parents, responsibility of children, responsibility of who's to lead in the church. How do you decide who leads in the church? He deals with gender issues. He deals specifically with the issue of homosexuality, acknowledging that it existed, that there are those who live such a lifestyle, but also that those who come to Christ can know the freedom from that confusion. He mm -hmm. acknowledges that. So all these issues, he even deals with the issues of how should a Christian in today's society deal with uh, governing authorities? Mm -hmm. He deals with so much that we miss out on those instructions of how shall we then live if we disregard Paul. Yeah. And so that's what we discussed on Sunday. We really opened up with the idea of what if someone stood up here and said, you know that Jesus I like and that Peter I like, but this Paul, I'm not so sure about him. And so as we go through these, just these 10 verses, we see very clearly how important it is that we understand the context and what he's communicating in order to be encouraged yeah that half of the New Testament <laughs> written by Paul is authentic and is what God wants us to understand as far as practical application today. So there you have it. There it is. <laughs> right. All right, podcast over. <laughs> there's your seminary lesson there's and your, application. Lesson. <laughs> now That's let a... us move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nine-minute overview. There you no, go. No, that was good. Um, go. Yeah, mm. I think uh, just sitting there in – it was interesting – that that raised so many, not just, not questions of doubt in our life group last night, but just, uh, it was an opportunity to encourage people, one, about the grace message mm -hmm. and um, the authority we have in God's word and the truth that it speaks to. And I think that is important because now we're in a time where uh, in order to deny those things or to, you know, you have to remove uh, Paul, I think you have to, if you're looking at, at the Bible and you want to remove those things he speaks to, mm -hmm. you've just got to discredit him Absolutely. and, and you can't do that because mm -hmm. it's very clear. As you said, in, in second Peter, Peter says, you know, Paul's words are <laughs> scripture, scripture, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, uh, that's another authentication of saying, you know, here he is, it's, it's inspired. Absolutely. And it's know. so funny. Cause you know, you think maybe like five years ago for me, maybe 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I don't know. You didn't really hear a lot of people discredit Paul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's happening more and more and yeah. more. And so you're thinking, what does this look like in five to ten years from now? Right. Mm -hmm. And so for our church to take this stance, which is sad to say that we have yeah. to take a stance on Paul, but for our church to say, Paul is an apostle. Yeah. Paul, everything he wrote is scripture, and we do need to abide and live by it, you know, et cetera. But to have that stance and to, and to take it in a world that's very much disowning Paul a little bit. You know, I'm, I, I didn't preach a message. I'm on the staff, though. I knew it was coming, but I'm proud yeah. that we stand on Paul still and we don't throw him to the wayside and just say, I just want the teachings of Jesus about love, and that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Paul comes in with the hard stuff, which Peter in Second Peter also says can be hard to understand. Yeah. And that's the truth. you got to get to know what, you know, really why he's saying what he's saying and, and what's the overall picture of it, because it is love, actually, mm -hmm. the fact exactly. that he's the stuff he's communicating. It's just uh, it's just not the easy love that we all want and and think is out there. Yeah. It's very tough to hear and know and and to apply sometimes. But we can't discredit it. So I'm thankful that you got up there and stood on stage and looked at everyone and said he's an apostle just like anyone else, and he's his word is scripture just like the rest of the Bible. Yeah, and it's just this great picture of someone who you know you hear this false teaching, you hear this untruth, and you don't ignore it. You don't, you're not weak before it. You just, you get up there and you deal with it. Mm 
because ultimately it's people's lives, right? It's their, you're talking about the individual here um, and the care that you can see behind one, his, his care for the truth, mm-hmm. but also the care for the people. Exactly. Because this is about, if this is about it impacting them. It's yeah. not about whether, I mean, yes, it is about they're wrong, mm-hmm. but not for the sake of, it's just that you're wrong. This mm-hmm. error hurts people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, you know, for us, that's a, that's an important thing. That's why it is so vital. Well, and it's, and it's compassionate. Yeah. It's com- speaking the truth is compassionate. That's a compassionate thing to do. I mean, we have so many cultural issues that are coming in upon us. I mean, the idea of the authority of the parents in the home. Mm-hmm. We have, obviously, in the, in the political spectrum today, we have those who question whether or not parents should have any authority in the home, whether or not it's better that their teachers tell them this, that, or the other thing, rather than parents saying, no, 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 you're supposed to come alongside of us. Mm-hmm. We're not coming alongside of you. You have issues of the gender confusion that is so harmful and that our society is overblown mm-hmm. with. And, and yet, when we share the truth, that's where we free, real freedom mm-hmm. yeah. comes in, real healing comes in. And, and Paul's very clear about that. He's a strong personality, no question mm-hmm. about it, but ordained to be so. Yeah. But he also clearly uh, illustrates the fact, look, I came in like a tender father. In fact, I was like a mother to you in the way I was being compassionate mm-hmm. in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. And he really was. And, you know, anyone who has children, certainly the three of us around this, Mike, we do. <laughs> and we know that the compassionate thing is to teach right from wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and to hold children accountable when not in a, in a loving, necessary way. Mm-hmm. And similarly, as he is discipling those under his charge, he's doing the same thing, and you have to speak the truth in love. And sometimes truth in love does involve uh, consequences for choosing wrong. Um, Less than reality. It's just reality. It's just reality. How many times have you heard, you know, you read Paul saying grace and truth, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. the greeting, yeah. the intro, yeah. and usually to, at the end, you know, saying grace and truth. And it's like, well, you think about that, you need to know the truth. But you also, so like, I'm going to hit it to you. I'm going to, you know, it may come across pretty hard. It's the mm-hmm. truth, but I'm going to bring grace with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that whole compassion side of going, I'm doing this because I love you. I exactly. love the Lord and what he's called me to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the calling part of that is to speak this to you in this truth that you need to hear. And it's going to be hard to hear sometimes, but it is the truth. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not true. and doesn't exactly. mean you can just brush it off. Exactly. And so that's what's tough about this stuff. And I, I just semi uh, in a uh, if it's a healthy way i don't know i semi fear what it's like with my three girls when they're yeah. in their 30s like me what's truth going to be like then and mm-hmm. and what you know how much of the bible are people going to be saying this is what's this is the part you need to look at not all this other stuff or whatever i don't know just nervous about it but i mean i love that we can stand up there and say no no, no. it's the whole truth it's the yeah. whole bible he's yeah. a part of it just as much as anyone else yeah i think that that flip side or, or reverse definition of compassion now you know in this worldly definition of compassion is to give you what you want um or what you think you mm-hmm. want instead of saying no i'm stepping in so you don't go off the cliff mm-hmm. because i care for you that much you well know? letting a child have nothing but chocolate to eat yeah same thing <laughs> this is your whole this is your yeah. whole diet is going to be chocolate why because yeah. you like it and and it gives a little endorphin rush yeah and you will whittle away to nothing. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to stand up and walk across mm-hmm. the floor. Yeah. It's just ridiculous mm-hmm. that we would think that compassion is 
yes, I will encourage you in what you're doing, no matter how destructive it is to right. you. That's ridiculous. That's, that's not love and that's not mm -mm. compassion. So we want to stand strong and we want to know what is right and wrong. Yeah. And we've been given a scripture. And even as, as Paul says, you know, all scripture has been inspired by God mm -hmm. and profitable mm -hmm. for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. The man of God, the woman of God may be adequate equipped for every good work. And we want to speak that truth so that mm -hmm. we can be adequate for every good work. And we want to help our children to know that and our neighbors to know that and anybody who's willing to listen. And you even pointed out that, you know, this is very much a Matthew 18 example mm -hmm. of, you know, fellow believers, let's get to the bottom of this. You know, we're hearing this and, mm -hmm. and you know, the, the deception is that this is coming from you. Mm -hmm. So let's get down and, and let's clear it up. Let's clear, let's clear it, it up. up. And clear I think, up, move on. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great example for us. You yeah. know, it's just not mm -hmm. let those things mm -hmm. fester and develop, you know, whatever, you know, the feelings or, or resentment. But like, mm -hmm. let's just get to the bottom of this and, and right. deal with it. You know, right. and, uh, we're even going to see that in the next one. Mm -hmm. Well, what's interesting is your next section, which I know you'll tackle extremely well. There is a public confrontation mm -hmm. of Paul toward Peter where Peter has veered off, which again shows that we all of us can veer off yep. at any given moment. Yep. We and all so, need that truth. That's right. And and yet in this first section, verses one through ten, he has a private meeting yeah. with James, the half brother mm -hmm. of Jesus, Peter and John, to say, Look, I'm doing this privately because I'm assuming you're going to come along with us, and mm -hmm. I certainly don't want to air out our dirty laundry here. Let's mm -hmm. let's get some clarity here, and let's join hands. It's, as you'd like to say, Mike, let's stack hands on mm -hmm. this so we can clear this up quickly mm -hmm. rather than making a spectacle of it all. But there's a time when someone publicly goes wrong, especially a leader. Yeah. When a yeah. leader publicly goes sideways, you're actually being gracious, not only to him, but to his followers, to stand publicly and say, hey, you need to know this is wrong and you need to make it clear it was wrong. We all make mistakes here, mm -hmm. but you need to stand mm -hmm. up to the plate right yeah. now in yeah. front of all those you've been influencing. Mm -hmm. And then in that case, that's what he has to do. Mm -hmm. But in this first case, they hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. They, they were being misrepresented, and mm -hmm. so he has an opportunity to go privately and, and fix that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you may have thought it was a seminary class, and to a degree it was with mm -hmm. all the details, but, man, you preached it well, and it was mm -hmm. very encouraging. Even Allie, I, right when I got home, she was like, man, this was just a good service, but Barkef killed it, and yeah, uh, yeah. and I thought he did, man. And so I didn't want you to feel like, oh, it's a tough passage because it just felt very knowledge based. And right, right. but there's this practical side to it that you brought out and brought into it, which I think is beautiful. So thank you for doing it. Yeah, I, it's funny we keep saying the the seminary class. I I didn't feel that way. I was sitting there listening to it. Yeah, it's a good story. That's where mm -hmm. we're starting. It's yeah. a good narrative. Let's right. let's. You know, because it is. It's mm -hmm. fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you need to know the background stuff, the information, so you can yeah. so you can make that passage come alive. Yeah. So to know all the behind the scenes and to figure out why he actually wrote it, when typically you may just read through that and be like, oh, it's just a narrative. Okay, yeah. what? let's get into Galatians further. It's like, no, no, let's take these 10 verses. There's a lot going on. I mean, here. there's, yeah, I mean, there's really interesting things. So, I, yeah, I just, I enjoyed that. And then being able to hear the personal stories were really cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, very yeah. encouraging. You know, when you hear that, like, okay, you, know, you take it out of that academic into, look, this is how literally it plays <laughs> out. This um, is the real life. This is the real thing. And those are experiences. I think your story about the guys camping. Every one of us, we're right. walking by, we hear something, and then the heart <laughs> starts racing, and we're like, 
Yeah. Okay. Nope, nope. I'm on vacation. We've been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the Amazon anymore. Uh, that was. I'm not on a boat. That right was now. fantastic, but yeah. it, it was so relatable. Like, oh yeah, yep. I've been there, and unfortunately, there have been times at the heart race, and I just kept walking. Mm. Right. You know, right. and it's like uh, I tried. I tried. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had two other times I walked by. <laughs> what do you want? Well, it was awesome, and I'm excited for you, Nathan. Although it won't be this week. It's not this week. Yeah. It's uh, two weeks because this week is. Church under the oaks. <laughs> I got it right. We, we've had an issue the last couple of days of calling it church under the lawn, and that's a totally different thing. That's way different. That, that's where we never want to be. <laughs> we never want to be church under the lawn. Just church uh, under the oaks. Yeah, yeah. church that's under the oaks. We moved it from church on the lawn, right? Is that what no, it was? Right? It was. It was church, church on, on the lawn. lawn. Church, church on the lawn. To now we have this oak grove that's way cooler. Yeah, because it has it's beautiful right, one, right. but also it's a shade. It's shade. So we're like, yeah. let's do it there. Well, we can't call it on the lawn if we're actually under the trees. So exactly. Like church under the oaks, but we've been saying church under the. Well, lawn. Well, we'll just say this: if you're out there struggling with the name, <laughs> no, you are not alone. You're not alone. You are you know, not alone. But we want to thank Jenny. Yeah. For actually she introducing the whole terminology of church yeah, under the, the lawn. lawn. Yeah, that was really wonderful. In prayer, I believe <laughs> it was in a prayer. <laughs> it was. In prayer. She was asking the Lord to bless church under the lawn. <laughs> of which we all said, Yeah, we're going to need it. <laughs> that's not uh, to make fun of Jenny. That was no, just, no, Jenny's no. awesome. We all talk. Uh, we love Jenny. But we continue we saying Jenny. it. So. And she's messed, she started the process of this. She did start we're the process. She did. Well, if you're coming to that, you can bring a lawn chair. That would be helpful. Please. Uh, we have picnic tables and such. Yep. We also have other lawn chairs. But we know there's people that will show up who didn't mm-hmm. remember or didn't know because they're visitors. That's right. Yeah. Guess. And we would love for them to be able to take these chairs and and not feel like they just got to go stand so if you're listening you're showing up bring some lawn chairs and we'll see you there for what all's going on there well Well, well, let's go ahead and mention it is one service one service 10 45 so there's no nine o'clock service since we're going to do lunch all together we want everybody there together and if you show up at nine you're going to be helping set up yeah hey come (laughs) at nine (laughs) come at nine we need people no um yeah so 10 45 one service out there under the oaks we got lunch afterwards we have child dedications we have baptism we got like 11 people being baptized oh that's so fun this is gonna be crazy love it we got worship out there if you've never been i will say this the history with church under the oaks is very special at this church absolutely and we've seen god at multiple ones do some really special things at that so a lot of people um, say it's one of their favorite things we do absolutely it's different but it's just you you bring the whole church together the the lunch is free by the way you just show up and we all just hang out for yeah. Hat Creek Burgers. Oh yeah, it's Hat, Hat Creek, which is good stuff. So, yeah. uh, but come on out. Yeah, you're gonna love it. So, ten forty five one service. Ten forty five one service outside. Bring a chair. And then and then Nathan comes up the week after. <laughs> then I'm up the week after inside two services. We have the chairs. Don't bring a chair. You bring a lawn chair inside. <laughs> well, you could, but there's some space in the back. I mean, sure, bring a chair. Bring something comfortable. One Some person's gonna, uh, somebody's going to be wheeling in like a lazy boy. Yeah, I brought yeah, a chair. There you One go. person's going to bring a lawn chair, and I think yeah. I know who it would be. Yeah, it yep. will, yeah yep. exactly. Well, Again, thank you guys for listening. We'd love to hear feedback. We'd love for you guys, if you're listening like on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, give us a little rating. Give us a little review. It kind of bumps us up. We'd Absolutely. love for people to jump in and listen just to hear the discussion and uh, you know engage with it. So uh, if you're willing to do that, please do so. If not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good anyway. Either way, thanks for listening to just us. Just keep listening. Just keep listening. We love doing it. Yep. So we will see you Sunday, Church Under the Oaks. Looking forward to it, and have a great week. 
Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you. 